How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. And uh, this season, I have with me uh, Pete McCall. How's it going, Pete? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? And I want to say hello to all your listeners. Absolutely. I'm doing great. I'm sure they're all doing great, too. All right. So uh, moving on to the next topic, uh, kind of uh, the secret sauce to all your workouts, you know, for our listeners listening, you know, do I do circuit train? Do I do hit? How many reps should I be doing? 5, 10, 20, 30? What's, what's your kind of your take on that or? Yes. Yes. But that's the thing. I mean, here's the thing. It all works. But in order to have the best benefit, we need to do it at different stages throughout the year. And I think the, the one mistake I see most, there are two common mistakes I see made by fitness consumers. One is doing a program for too long of following the same workout program for too long because after a period of time, muscles adapt, nervous cells adapt, motors, motor units adapt, and you're just not getting that much extra stimulus. I, I write about the, I call it the, the national lampoon or it's the, the Caddyshack effect, right? The movie Caddyshack. I mean, the movie Caddyshack's a great movie, but how many times have you seen it? Yeah, the more yeah. you see Caddyshack, the less, less interesting. Funny, yes. <laughs> the less funny it is because you know what's coming. Well, exercise is kind of the same way. So there's there's a paradox there. If you do a program for too long, your body adapts. But the other mistake that I see made most often, another common mistake is if you don't do a program long enough. Like you take boxing for three or four weeks, and then you do Pilates for three or four weeks, and then you do cycling for three or four weeks. It takes about six or eight weeks for your body to adapt to whatever exercise you're doing. So what I try to get people thinking about is about every 10 to 12 weeks, every two or three months, change your workout program up. So it's about when the seasons change, right? When we go from from fall from fall to winter, from winter to spring or spring to summer, that's about, a, each season's about, about three months. And, and three months is about the right time for the body to be experiencing different um, stimulus. So. For one season, go heavy with lower reps. For another season, go light with higher reps. Because what you're going to do is systematically stress your body different ways. And if you're if you're constantly changing the workouts every three months, you're not going to get stale. The body's going to receive the challenge it needs. And it just it's another way to hey, heavy weights do beat up the joints. They do. So that's why after doing three months of heavy weights, you should maybe do three months of body weight training and just focus on moving your body. But it's taking that approach and understanding that some workouts are going to challenge me, some workouts shouldn't challenge me, and knowing how to change it on a regular basis, that would be my, in my experience is the secret to long-term fitness. You just, we have to put a little effort into it because we have to understand what we're doing and when we should change it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge proponent of uh, you know shocking the body, always doing different exercises, different angles. And just like you, you said, changing the reps out, you know, after a couple months doing, doing a little more high intensity, mixing some of that in. Um, I think when we, all of us, probably yourself too, included uh, when we first started out personal training, um, you know, working at the chain gyms, getting the, getting the folder of your client with the different exercises and you're doing the same exercises, you know, week by week. So you can show them what your, your progression on them. It's just, that's not the way to train somebody. And, you know, as you get better and better in, in our career, you start learning that. And, you know, you don't need to write down the numbers of these weights unless you're powerlifting and you need to know, but everybody's, every, everybody's body is different each day. You know, you, you can't kill someone on an off day. So 
I'm, I'm just huge into feeling what's going on that day, always shocking the body, different exercises. Well, that and it is too. I mean, you're right. When we got into it, we are the big influences in fitness <clears throat> early on were the bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. So we did joint isolation programs, right? We did shoulders and arms one day, chest another day. Back. You know, we, we, we split the body up. And now following, I, I follow the, the, not follow, I don't follow, but I, but I follow the, the, the examples of the better performance coaches and the better strength coaches who do things based on movement patterns because the brain selects based on patterns, not isolated muscle groups. And so that's really where, again, <clears throat> I try to write about, hey, if it works for the top coaches working with the top athletes, we should be applying it to our workouts, right? And now if you're telling me you, you want to compete for a bodybuilding competition, by all means, go train like a bodybuilder. But for, for a lot of people, that's just not that time efficient. We need a full body circuit training workout because we're going to burn more energy, right? If all you're doing is you're doing chest today, you're only using one set of muscles, you're not burning that much energy. We burn about five calories to consume one liter of oxygen. So think about it. If you spend 45 minutes only exercising your chest, your delts, and your triceps, you're not really consuming that much oxygen during the workouts. You're not getting more net expenditure. But if you spend the same 45 minutes of doing circuit training for the entire body, getting more muscle tissue involved, well, are you going to get the same big chest? No, not really. But you're going to be more energy efficient and expend the energy much, much better. And if you do it right, you're using all the muscles together, helping your body become stronger from the inside out. So that's really where as we, as we get older, we have to change from that mindset of training like a bodybuilder, unless you're training for competition, then you have to. But if we're just going day to day, we should look at training like an athlete and train the movement patterns, train a push, a pull, an overhead press, hinge, leg uh, lunges, step ups. But if we look at training the patterns, we're using the body the way it's designed to function, the entire system working together, and that can help is what can help reduce injury in the long run. Yeah. Um, how many how many days a week do you personally uh, do uh, circuit training versus hit training? Uh, I try to get people thinking about doing, if you're going to do strength training or what I call force production, mm-hmm. two or three times a week, two or, two or three times a week of lifting something heavy or lifting something explosively. And that, and, and again, it scales. Like sometimes I might have somebody do a kettlebell. I might be training somebody with kettlebells focused on more explosive movement. Another time I might have them working with barbells focused on more controlled strength movements as opposed to explosion. But generally two or three workouts a week of lifting something heavy then two or three workouts a week of getting the heart rate up. Yeah. And, and you, you, you listen to that and it's like there's not specific numbers because some weeks you're going to get great sleep, your nutrition is going to be awesome, you're feeling great, and you have the time in your schedule to get to the gym for a third killer workout. Awesome. But there are going to be weeks when you don't. And so if you give yourself that kind of like leeway about, okay, my goal is to do three, but if I get two, I'm still good to go. Same thing with HIT. Ideally, we'd get three HIT workouts in a week. But if you only make it two, that's awesome. You know, and just give yourself that little scalability. And then the other two or three days a week would be spent low body weight mobility exercises of just moving the body. And that and that's just and again, every there's we don't have nine days in the week. I'm not adding days to the week. <laughs> but just understanding that and that's what I mean. By being active every day, it's like, hey, if you know that yesterday was a hard active day. Today might only be the day for a walk, or maybe today I'm taking that gentle yoga class, or maybe I'm doing a meditation class, and tomorrow, then you'll know that everything will be back, I'll feel better, and tomorrow can be another hard workout. It's just, it's understanding how to listen to your body. Yeah. 
And, I'll, and I, you know, I tell my clients, too, it's got to be sustainable. If, if they just absolutely hate hit and getting the heart rate up and all that, okay, maybe we just do it once a week then. You know, yeah. you're still getting the benefit from that. And then you've got your guys who want to go all seven days and you've got to tone them down a little bit. That That's honestly, in my opinion, I'd be, I mean, I don't know, you, you, you'd be interested if you have the same opinion. It's it's harder it's harder to try to rein back in that person that wants to work out seven days a week than it is to motivate that person only works wants to work out one day a week. Oh yeah, you know what I, I mean. It's like I, I it's much easier to motivate that person to try to do two days a week than to set, tell this person, hey, you know what? You need take a, rest. a day off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you need rest. They're like, no, I don't. You're like, oh, and you wonder why you get injured. You wonder why you keep getting sick. And eh, never mind. I can't I can't tell you what to do until you get injured and you come back anyway. Yeah, that, it's just funny how there's some clients like that. Yeah. But yeah, that every, everyone's different. You got to get a model that works, you know, for them individually. But that's, once again, you know, start with a professional at least to get you going and set you on the right path and, you know, then go from there. If they want to do it on at home after that, that's that's fine. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, but you have to know what to do in the first place. Yeah. I, li- I like your idea, you know, have, have someone at least start three, six months at a gym you know, with some training or classes, get get yourself going. Then you can do your home gym if that's what's. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, if nothing else, I mean, taking group fitness classes at a gym, instructors, some instructors are pretty good, and and you can learn some really cool stuff at you know taking group classes. That if your ultimate goal is to work out in your garage, by all means, just we as instructors, as instructors, a lot of us steal from each other anyway. So just yeah. go ahead and steal from them, and just put it to use at your home. That's it. Well, that's the benefit of being in the in the industry for so long, too. You can only learn so much from a book and from kinesiology class. The rest is just experience and meeting other trainers, seeing different training styles. You know, that's that's the beauty of this world. Yep, absolutely. Well, um, Pete, uh, what's what's the best way for some of our listeners uh, to get a hold of you? You got a website, social media. No, I live in a cave. I, I, I'm a hermit. <laughs> um, yeah, no, thank you. No, my website is Pete McCall, Pete McCall Fitness. I blog um, for myself as well as blogging for clients. And then the podcast is all about fitness. And what I try to do on All About Fitness is, is I've been a fitness educator for a long time, as you heard in the beginning. And I want listeners to understand what they're doing to their body when they exercise. So I try to interview researchers. I try to interview people like myself who, who write the programs. And I really want people to, I try to help people understand how exercise is, is changing the body from the inside out. And more importantly, how we use that to enhance our quality of life. So, um, and then the book is Ageless Intensity. And in Ageless Intensity, I, I write about how high intensity exercise in particular can allow us to live longer and be able to enjoy our life longer. Yeah, and also, just so listeners know, I'm going to try to start doing, uh, my goal is to get my, um, get my skydiving license when I'm in my 50s. So when I have a little bit more time, a little bit more freedom. No, I want to be. I want. To, I've always wanted my skydiving to get my skydiving card, so I can start jumping out of planes. And my plan is on doing that in my fifties. Oh, that is awesome! I am deathly afraid of heights, so I will not be joining you on that one. <laughs> um, and uh, all, all my listeners know, I'll put all the uh, the links for Pete in the description for the podcast. You can just click on it, get to his podcast. Uh, definitely check it out and uh, check out his website. Um, Pete, thanks for uh, jumping on the show with us. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much, Brad. And I really appreciate the conversation. I really appreciate the information you're putting out. All we're trying to do is make the make the world a little bit better place one drop of sweat at a time. So appreciate your efforts. Definitely. All right. Thank you. Thank you.